Cecil Walker, the Cool, Calm, and Collected co-host, and I'm joined by... The other co-host, Ronnie Gatchery, the emotional one. And this is the Tipping Point Podcast. So listen, guys, we didn't record this week because someone is overseas or over the seas uh, with his family having quality time, which is what we champion here at the Tipping Point, all right? So listen... We don't have an episode this week, but we do have a pretty cool snippet that we want to share with you that we think will be impactful, which will lead to other conversations we have down the road. Care to share about it, Gatry? Yes. So um, our very own, not not our very own, excuse me, but friend uh, of the show, friend of the show, Rashida Leroy. um, We were sound checking her uh, Black Love episode. If you haven't listened, check it out. And uh, we got into a compelling uh, discussion about church dynamics, where yes. uh, her opinions on where church is now and kind of our collective opinions on how we grew up in the church versus modern day. So um thought it was very compelling. So we thought we would bless y'all with this. So, And uh, it's yeah. also a part in there where we talk about we differed on this, but we got an understanding as to why we can't be transparent in church in its current present form because of religion and because of people being fake and because of people expecting some type of standard from people. So great dialogue, great conversation. And I think it was a few weeks ago, I think he was talking to Rashida and she was like, that's not out there. And then we decided that let's just put it out there and see what people you feel about it. So. Definitely check it out. Uh, we would love to hear from you on this topic and have a great week, everyone. But I think it really was just when you got behind the scenes and you realized that you were working with humans, right? Right. Because before, when you go and all you do is sit in the pew and you listen to the preacher and you see everybody, you know, praising, you think everybody has the same moral character, right? Sure. You think that everybody is like great. You think everybody's going to treat you great. Right. And then when you just start to see those discrepancies in people and they're coming at you in the name of God, like that's the piece that got me. It was like, you mm. cannot, mm-hmm. like you, you can't read your Bible and then say something like that to me or do something or you can't believe in Christ. Right. And then come back with some of the stuff that you've come back with. Right. And we were young, you know, we were like babes in Christ. And so we were looking up to a lot of these people. And it was just the biggest disappointment when a lot of it came crashing down. Because you think, well, if I'm trying to be Christ-like, and I've been looking up to you, and you can't uphold that, Mm -hmm. what am I supposed to do? Do you think that one of the elements of church is that's missing is honesty? Oh, absolutely. People are not honest with themselves. Right. So basically, we're a bunch of spiritual representatives. We're meeting meeting each other's spiritual representative as to what we esteem and want to be. But when deep down we're meeting, there's a disconnect between who they really are. But a complete disconnect. But you nailed it, though. It starts with being honest with yourself. Sure. Absolutely. And that's what I mean by that. Okay. That's what I mean by that. Like, you should be able to come to church. I never thought about that. You should be able to put it all on the altar. And I mean that, like, when I was doing the magazine, Mm -hmm. I should have been able to go because there were days I would come in there and I was like, I don't know where my next meal is coming from because the magazine's not making any money. Mm. And, you know, as much as these people are supposed to be my spiritual family, nobody made me feel comfortable enough to go and say, hey, can I get $5? Because I don't know. Not even me? I don't know. I'm just like, when I think about back then, 
church didn't make you feel comfortable enough to do that. Were we young adults at the time? So well, do you, like, how, how do I look? And, and I think yeah. oftentimes most people, again, because we're so busy putting our representative in front of people, we can't be transparent about the real battles that we have back home or when we get in our car right. that are waiting on us. And and that's, that's what I love about being at A2. Now, they don't do membership or anything mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know what you call it, but it's just like... To me, I feel like you have those people, just normal congregation, but and in church leadership, they're just like, put on the table. What are you going through? Right. You mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, I'm going to put it on there. I'm going to own it first. Mm-hmm. And then I have somebody on the other side of that conversation that's genuine. Yeah. That is going to pray. Right. Not judging help me you. Through this. Yeah. Right. They're not concerned that they're going to tell somebody right. what you told them. Right. You know, and then they're not trying to... You know, I don't believe in like trying to fix people's lives, right? Right. Like, sure. Like assist me with what we know we can do for each other, but at that point, like I still have to take the steps I need to take to get to where I need to be. Sure. Right. Regardless of what right. that is, right? Right. Right. Um, but that that was my number one issue. It was just like, and I, yeah. I love the term the spiritual representative because that's what it is. When yeah. you meet people for the first time, what you get, you get their representative. What right. their endeavor or aspire to be. Yeah. And yeah, you also said something too about you know the the, the human element of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's important. Like, I understand I'm a human. I'm going to do human things, whether I'm representing the church or not. But there's the, there's the other side of it. There's a responsibility part to where, again, it starts with being honest with yourself. You have to own the fact that you're human, but you still have to understand that I represent something bigger than myself. That could deter someone else's impression of Christ, and essentially. I th- that's a good point. And I think that responsibility has been mishandled. I think it's a balance. It's a balancing you know, aspect to it. Because you don't want your pastor to get up and be like, y'all... Wifey almost left me last week, right? You know what I mean? Like that that, that kind of rocks. Too hard last night in the club. You see what right. I mean? That, no, that you can, don't want that. You don't want that, but I think you have to create environments to where you can have that transparency. Like in a small group set. And I think that's the value of a small group setting. And see, Walker, I have to disagree with you okay. on that. All right. Because if the pastor can't do that, how is he going to influence the flock to do it? Well, my thing is that's why you don't be that open and honest from that position about your inner weaknesses you can be transparent about your life and talk about things that you're going through that you're improving on but when you just lay it all out then that can be oh my god if the pastor is struggling like that like what hope do i have it's a balancing aspect so you give people aspects of your life that you are working on without letting them know you're just a complete mess Does that make sense? Like you give people the practical examples to think. For example, if I'm talking about marriage and I'm talking about an example of where I tune out when I'm at home, right? Yeah. My wife is happy and with me, but I'm giving them principles as to how as a husband, I need to be engaged with her and I'm not. You can be transparent from that, but I can't tell you guys, I need y'all to pray for me. Well, people at church is like, uh, we need you to pray for us. Like, we can't, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a, there's a, to me, it's just, I think at, I think pastors have, there is environments where pastors can come together and talk with one another, but I think it's difficult when a pastor is in shambles like that. It doesn't help a lot of people to just lay it all out like that on a Sunday for that. I just don't think so. I don't think so. 
Okay. And I'll walk alone, but I just don't I re- think so. I respect your opinion. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it helps. I think it's good to be honest, but I also think you have to be strategic in how you do that. If you, if you, yeah, I just don't think you. Ha- I just don't think you should. Okay. Because you got to think about it. People will leave church because of what they've seen a man do. Uh, exhibit A. Right. So, so my thing is, is we want people to be honest, but what are we going to do with that? That honesty. Yeah. But I I think that goes back to the environment that church has built. Right. Sure. Where you walk in, you have on your Sunday's best. Sure. Okay. You come in, you listen, and then you leave. Right. Right. And there's nothing in there like that. That is the environment that church has fostered. Like it's in, it has put this in place to where I cannot be real. I can't be transparent. Well, you know, we are the church. So yeah, who, yeah. how do we start that? How do we, how do we that's change a, that? Well, and I, well, I, I think it's a it traditional comes thing. These, it, it is. And it is traditional. I would say, I, I don't know, I guess black churches and white churches, I think it's just church has always been set up where you come and you worship. There's a certain respect level that you give church. Right. right. It even started with what you wear because there was a time when you couldn't wear jeans like a woman being in church with just regular pants on like mm-hmm. that was a no-no right. so i think just throughout time you're starting to see these traditions that are definitely being overturned but i think the decorum of church is still the same right that's and why i, I don't think that's, that's, that's what, what you're saying that's what i'm saying yeah. you're think y'all talking about what it should be you're i'm saying what it is. if he do that today y'all ain't coming back right so why do it there has to be an infrastructure change in well, how I, we approach I think it church. It becomes mess, right? Because the Absolutely. way people approach other people's lives. Like if if the pastor comes in think and about he it. is willing to lay it all on the table, he's willing to tell you all of his insecurities, the things that he struggles with, or the things that he's great with. I think just the mindset of society, people use that, right? John Gray. John Gray told you everything that's going on behind him. You think for a second people would still take their money to him, attend in his church. Oh, so so you you're, think, you're equating it to, to money. I'm equating it to impact of the people's spiritual position. And I think that I think a lot of that's on the person because speaking of John Gray, when he went to the White House, I was like, dude, you, you shouldn't do that. And the thing with the Lamborghini, I was like, dude, why? I still listen to John Gray though. That's you. John Gray's still dropping gems that's, out here. That's you. That's you. But that doesn't make him any less of a a a educated absolutely man, pastor, which, absolutely. Which is why I say the pastor should I should I apply for the shouldn't that apply for the pastor of Second Street AME and, and, and see what, and, and what I'm saying to you, Gat, is you have the frame of mind to know that he is a person, he is an individual. Yeah, but a lot he of people apply to the entire flock, right? Well, Other folks are going to be like this. Get get this guy out of here. Right, and I don't think he can afford that. Absolutely. I do believe like but What about we, his responsibility though? He does. Sure. I know he's got I know he's that's got what makes it that's what makes it but, tough. But he's gotta to tend to something higher, right? Right. Absolutely. Cause I honestly think at the end of the day, when your day comes, you're gonna be rewarded if you are being honest. To me, you, now, if the audience yeah. could not accept that, that's on them. Sure. Sure, but to me, that's the conundrum of leadership at that level. Oh yeah, that's the that's the and, that's the difficult. That I agree, and that ain't that, and that's not. We need Mike Wortham right here. <laughs> that's 
right. it's not with pastors. <laughs> right. Anytime you right. get to a certain level of leadership, there is also a certain level of like you have to close yourself off. There's a certain level you can where. Burn out. Well, well, not even that because the way people view leaders. Right. Right. The way right. people view leaders. And, and you gotta you have to remember you have to remember people come to church for so many different reasons other than God. A lot of times people project their expectations of God onto a man or woman. I struggled with that. So if Big he time. if he and shows you any okay. if he shows well, you current, any form of struggle. weakness outside yeah, it's an of what struggle. Yeah, absolutely. See, but I think the blessing to that and forgive me Walker. Go for it. I believe the blessing in that for me is I was around the Thomas Settles, mm-hmm. the Thomas Beavers, mm-hmm. men, men that have grown in ministry to leadership leadership positions. Kind of to your point, I see their struggles kind of off air, if you will. Right. You know, and it's like, oh, well, man, he, you know, he, he's a pastor, but he's just like me. But he's still a man. Yeah. Yeah. My so mom says that, that, that all the time. That he's helped still to a shape man. my yeah. my approach on just how highly regarded I put these pastors. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be highly regarded, but at the end of the day, there's got there's a part of my brain that says he's urinating in a toilet just like I am. And I and I I applaud you. For having that position, I wish I wish other people okay, okay. were where you are. This this is okay. This is this has been productive for me. Yeah, I would just because wish I, other people had that frame of mind because you would have you you wouldn't have a lot of falling away if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah, you you would take people for who they are. Right. Right. You would understand that hey, we all have different experiences. Mm-hmm. We handle things differently, and it wouldn't turn you away. I think it would actually bring you closer right. to that person. You right. have more compassion, absolutely. Right? You'd be more sympathetic, absolutely. You wouldn't be so judgmental, absolutely. And I think these are the issues that I know I struggle with too, right? Because mm-hmm. I do put pastors in a higher regard than I do just a regular male and we should. or female, and we should. Yeah, because they have said to us, they made a commitment to us that they were going to live a righteous life based off of this word. Right. So when you make that commitment to me, then I expect you to do that. Absolutely. Knowing that you are human and you will fall short. Now, what you do to fall short, I don't know. Right. right? That's life. Right. 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 But church is not currently set up for us to even allow our pastors and our leaders of these institutions to even do that. And tradition is, and absolutely. is the reason. And tradition is the reason. And when I think back, mm-hmm. I love Sixth Avenue with all my heart. Like when I think about spiritually where I started, I got baptized by a pastor who is now incarcerated, mm. um, Paul Holman, who is from Birmingham. Mm. Continue. This is compelling. What? So he got caught up in a scam not too long ago. I think it's been a couple of years. I don't know if you guys read the headlines, but JCCEO at the time, the executive director, also got indicted for money laundering. And he was caught up in that. It's public record. So I'm, wow, and I'm not naming okay. names or saying anything bad. I'm just setting the scene. I got you. Um, so anyway, he baptized me. And this was years. He had moved to Dothan, became the pastor of the church that I started attending there. Um, And I was in college when I got baptized. Well, when all of this stuff started going down, I started questioning. I was like, should I go and get baptized again? Like, does that have any bearing on my spiritual relationship? And like, it really threw me for a loop because this was somebody who I truly looked up to. Like you. Gotcha. 
Yeah. He ushered you into <laughs> like Christianity. Like, you ushered me into Christianity. First the fat, boy, fat boys break, break up. up. And then it's like, <laughs> right. what, what do we do? What right. I, what I do with this? Yeah. I love and that, then my now boy. I get, you know, I'm reading this, this article, and his name is plastered all on the article, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I am, I am literally feeling like dirty. I'm feeling like my spirituality mm. has been tainted. It's been, it's, it's been a, it's been a farce, basically. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. this is somebody who I truly looked up to, right? Yeah. Oh my god. So anyway, yeah. I forgot where my point was going. Sorry, <laughs> I that, got so caught up. I know, I'm caught up too. Well, just what I got from that is just that you look at people who play such a pivotal Absolutely. role in your spiritual development, only to find out that. They're flawed. They're this and that, and it starts to make you question yourself Absolutely. Right. and your walk. Absolutely, very well said. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Ugh. 